Here we are. Note to fucking Ben. I'm in fucking Chicago. Ugh, I am in dreary fucking New York. It is cold. It is rainy. I feel like a little dark about it all. I mean, it's really cold. It's really fucking wet. But you know what? At least I'm not in fucking Chicago, man. It could be I've worse. I've just got decided that Chicago is sweet. Okay, so so hear me out. So Chicago is so basic. It's so like normies. Like it's just like you know you can really just check the fuck out here. You know, like like just like like never be seen again. Just like go to fucking Sweet Green every day. Just do the normal shit. Yeah, there be, should like, be a, a little person. bit more Sweet in, Green in Chicago because if memory serves me, I like one of the one of the few positives of the city is that walking around, I feel downright svelte in that town. Mm-hmm. In comparison to the fat native inhabitants, a lot of fatties, mm-hmm. a lot of fat people. No here. shame. I, I mean, mean that's it, fine. No shame. No, no. Like you know, our our large kings among us. You know, it's it's like a really great town to do like three things and just do those th- three things. So what, the museums are great, like no doubt. I mean, the Art Institute anyway, great great museum. Ren certainly great. Uh, MCA okay. So sick. Hot the, dogs. The hot Ren, dogs are Ren. hot dogs are no joke. Hot dogs are fucking great. I went to a really mediocre hot dog stand yesterday and got a dog, and it was awesome. That's the thing. You go into like a fucking shitty ass hot dog place. It doesn't have to be hot dogs or the Wiener Circle or whatever the famous ones are. You go to literally anyone, and you get it dragged through the garden. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's okay, but like honestly, like how often in life uh, people talk about it so much, and Chicagoans talk about the hot dogs so much. Maybe because there's not much else to recommend over there. No, and how, no, there how, how many times a year are you gonna have a fucking Chicago with the stupid sport peppers and like the the neon green relish? I mean, I'm probably good twice, maybe four times a year. Totally, but that like those four times are are it's a nice little snack. You know, it's great. It's really enjoyable. Okay, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna shit on it too much more. Um, Though I'm really glad I'm, I'm really glad I'm not there. I gotta say I'm glad I'm not at a, okay. at a mid-tier art fair. Well, okay, two things though. One, Obama's here, which is pretty sick. Obama was at the Bulls game last night. Apparently, he might be coming to the fair today. Like you know, which I mean, would be the, sick. the 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 Obamas, uh, he and his wife Michelle, uh, have been acquiring some art. It seems like mm-hmm. I've been hearing lots of whispers of them. Oh, the Obamas got two of these stuff like that. Uh, mostly yeah, work by they- artists of color. They commissioned Henry Taylor to make uh, matching portraits, which sounds awesome. Yes, is he gonna actually deliver those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone check in on Henry. I hope they didn't give him the full fee up front. <laughs> Talk about King, King fucking Henry, gearing up for a big museum show out there in Los Angeles mm-hmm. this 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 fall, I believe. Um, so, say- yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to say, you know what? I, I see you in a lot of hotel rooms when we're on the stupid Zoom. I fucking hate doing the podcast on the Zoom. But you're basically yeah. naked, wrapped in a peninsula, a peninsula <laughs> bathrobe. It's a little, it's a, it's a little enticing, Nate. I was hoping you wouldn't comment on that, but uh, yeah, that, that is true. Uh huh. Um, Did you have a schwitz and, this morning or what? You know what? I just had like the standard fucking peninsula breakfast shit. It was fine. No time for schwitzing. I gotta, you know, hit the ground running. I gotta give a talk later. You know, there's a lot of art fairs to see. You know, got to go to that fucking pier or whatever. Can we talk about where I got dinner last night? Because it was actually where you were supposed to get dinner last night if you would come to Chicago. I would love to hear about dinner. I mean, probably that's the only thing I care about in Chicago. Tell me about it. So uh, we went to, I think, you know, if not one of the best, the best uh, steakhouse in Chicago, Gibson's, right there, the middle, River North, Gold Coast, sixth part of town. Uh, I mean, I bet there's some like native Chicago people who listen will take 
a lot of offense to this, but I think Gibson's is the quintessential Chicago restaurant. Maybe I'm just saying that it's very obvious. Obviously, it's a big tourist spot. It's not Pizzeria Una. <laughs> God, never again. Um, the service at Gibson's is, is spectacular. I got a fabulous steak. What'd you have? What, with, give me the order. Well, so we started out with a wedge salad. Fantastic. Loaded with all the fix-ins. Got some shrimp cocktail. Got some oysters. Obviously, martinis. Got a big, juicy bottle of... Uh, <clears throat> what did we get? We got a Bordeaux. It was Bordeaux. Uh, you know, and, so so uh, was Wood Small steak. paying for this? <laughs> no, Wood Small couldn't come last night. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just an excellent, excellent steak. What, what kind of steak did you have? I had a, a, a filet, uh, which was cooked extremely rare, which is great. Um, and, yeah, and then afterward, we retired to the bar where, uh, you know, the... The man shaking the martinis behind uh, the bar, Mark, is a Chicago legend. He really fixed us up well. It was great. I mean, it's it, it sounds good. I gotta say, it sounds pretty good. I can hear the, I can hear the ice clinking in the shaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as Chicago's it gets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like you're missed here, man. You should have come. I know that it's a second tier art fair or whatever. But like, no, listen, you know, I, I you know I just said that. For fucking I, Obama, it's not good enough for you. It's good enough for Obama. Well, you know, some you know, I think my taste is a little more severe. But I have to say, actually, I did say that that was a little bit cruel because I've glanced through the previews and there are some pretty cool things coming. I have to say, people people brought it all sorts and like real galleries. Uh, Max Heitzler is, is brought over some amazing pictures. Um, obviously, friend of the pod Harper Levine had some very cool mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. What else? There's some. There was some good things. There's some good stuff. I'm going to be checking it out in just an hour, so you know we can recap it next week. Uh, all that I see. Ali, Ali McGee, excuse me. That's what Harper has. This great mm-hmm. um, Detroit-based, longtime uh, abstract abstract artist. Um, very very cool. Um, it was very affiliated. Had a big show at Cranbrook recently, and was really close to like Ed mm-hmm. Clark and came up with Sad, Sam Gilliam, kind of that sort of era of pictures. Exactly. Yeah, I'm psyched to see it. But what else is going on? What's what's happening in New York? What am I missing? I mean, it's gala season seems to be it's back. It's gala fucking season. And they're it's really, back with they're, a vengeance. They're really happening. I've I've managed to avoid most of them. I think I have one coming up next week. I think you were at the uh, Skowhegan Gala, right? Which is uh, no, support, I, no? I, I, I missed the Skowhegan Gala, uh, which you know was beset by tragedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Skowhegan, obviously, an amazing program where they bring up uh, two sets of artists each summer uh, in Down East mm-hmm. Maine to hang out, eat food, and uh, have studio residencies. Amazing amount of people have gone through there. But they lost one of their guests, and I believe board member uh, Don Batchelor, uh Donald mm-hmm. Batchelor, a fantastic New York artist uh, who came, yeah. came up in the 80s, passed away early the next morning, I guess. He had a heart attack at the Rainbow Room during the gala, which is really, really horrifying, really sad. I didn't know that it was at the gala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really scary and sad and uh, lots of love to him. I know he was greatly mm-hmm. loved uh, in the New York art world. I saw a lot of remembrances and tributes mm-hmm. to him on the socials. What a guy. What a guy. He will be missed. Yeah, what a guy. But yeah, I mean, next week, the fucking roster is stacked. I got, let's see, New Museum Monday, Skipping. Paris Review Tuesday. Uh, Bomb Magazine Wednesday. Oh, for and Christ's then... sake. Bomb Magazine, really? <laughs> Dude, Bomb is an essential New York art publication. It Don't was cry. an essential New York art publication. Is it still? Yeah, dude. It fucking rules. It's okay. still good. Wow. Yeah. I want to tell me why. I, you, you, you have a lot of passion. I love it. 
It's just, you know, like, okay, maybe it's not something that you read all the time. I mean, you know, the, the issues themselves are quite irregular, but a bomb interview is a really uh, seminal thing for an artist to do. And they often prove to be the, you know, definitive interview of that artist's career. I mean, no knock on like Brooklyn Rail or some shit. Oh, well, I was like, going to say, Bob, hasn't the Brooklyn Rail sort of supplanted that? that? I mean, Bomb is the OG, dude. Like, you know, it's it's just where it's at. And their gala is always just like bring out the fucking heads. Uh, it is sort of the Gibsons of magazines, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, let's go. Let's fucking go. There's also yeah. Madison Square Park next week, uh, honoring mm-hmm. uh, some of their artists, uh, including Hugh Hayden, friend of the pod. So I mean, yep. that is the one of of Dane to go to. Um, nice. But you you know what I'm glad. <laughs> you know the one that lit up social media though. Yeah, I mean the ladies I, I, were, I, the ladies were wearing knits uh, all over the place, trying to recreate what was kind of the last big gala before. Uh, before COVID, yeah. before the lady COVID took there. over, uh, I was there. The art production fund, and they—I they, mm-hmm. mean, it's—it's it's ladies. It, what a production it was! What a production it was! And they—they they do a great job. They get dancers. I mean, I've been to them. They have dancers and um, an amazing food menu and uh, annotated. Uh, by uh, none other than uh, Gugosi and staffer uh, Sarah Dian. Hoover, the the Dion herself, mm-hmm. uh, and and soon to be published uh, author, I believe, uh, and mm-hmm. a kind of mm-hmm. great, powerful intellect and stylish fucking woman. They get music dancing. Everyone's like gets all done up. Uh, the pictures on BFA are always worth seeing. But I gotta say, it seems like that organization, our production fund, solely exists to do this gala every year. I'm not sure exactly what else it is they do. Yeah, a bit head scratching, but uh, you know, I mean, they certainly put on a gala. That's for damn sure. No, but really, it seems like it's just an excuse for these ladies to throw a big party for themselves and get all dressed up. Because if you look at their recent products, I mean, they do the windows at Rockefeller Center, which are always pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they do one or two sets of those a year, and that seems to be about it. I mean, in the past, they did obviously the Hugo Rondinone, all those great magic um, mm-hmm. sculptures out in the desert outside Vegas. Obviously, the Prada. M- uh, Marfa, Marfa by Elm and Dragsa, like you Selfie know, Selfie Center USA, Selfie Center USA, and they did the great um, artist garden, kind of memorial garden to to pass New York artists. But other than that, like I mean, it seems like the, their sole raison d'être is are for some fancy ladies to uh, do some fancy stuff. I don't know. I don't have any hate towards it. I love those people. I love those people, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, there's a war going on. Mm. There is, yeah, it's it's gala season in New York, but it's war season in Europe. <laughs> to, mm. to paraphrase our good friend, yeah. uh, Carl Castiel, um, what else uh, can can be said about that? Um, speaking of the war, I mean, this kind of caught my attention. An Artnet uh, piece got then picked up by the FT. I obviously saw it in the FT this morning, riding the six train, as, mm. as any respectful businessman does. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, that um, a series of paintings that were installed in different museum exhibitions in Europe and in Japan uh, that were headed home to their to their homes uh, in Russia in their museum homes, not private homes, uh, in the Hermitage and and other museums mm-hmm. were stopped at the finish uh, stopped in transit in Finland and are being held uh, uh, as part of the embargo against Russia for its uh, cruel invasion and likely war crimes. In the Ukraine, this kind of like I don't know about this one, man. Like I don't know. Well, think about it, dude. You're just gonna send these artworks back into a very, very sort of up in the air situation in Russia. I mean, 
We don't know who's going to be in charge of the country in a few months. You know, it might not even be called Russia. Like, you know, uh, give a, come on. I mean, these are some of the these are some of the oldest and most important cultural institutions in the world. These museums uh, and these are the, the, the ownership of these pictures and is not in doubt. I mean, they're, they're not, there's none of the kind right. of cultural paranormy. And listen, all throughout even the Cold War, when we were, you know, on the brink of nuclear war, cultural exchanges of art from these museums to the West happened. And I don't love the precedent it sets up holding a museum's artwork hostage because of the actions of its government. This is way different than 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 than, than taking possession of some oligarch who supports Putin's yacht, in my opinion. Right, right. Or a, yeah, or know, a private like, or a private artwork that was you know that, that that is being sent to one of these oligarchs they might have purchased in the West. Like that's all fair game, but something that belongs to a museum, even if it's a state museum, feels a bit like overreach and and probably non helpful in the long run. Right. No, I get that. Of course, it's definitely disconcerting. But like, who's even running their Hermitage of the Pushkin right now? Didn't their directors all step down? Like, are there just like sort of like, you know, Putin cronies like running the show there? I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't I, I don't need, know either, but I, I still don't think, you know, and it's not like these things can end up on the open market. It's not like they can be converted into hard no. cash because no one's doing trade there. You can't get money in or out. So I don't, I'm not understanding what problem it solves other than just salting, uh, salting any possibility of, of conversation. Uh, or exchange and and if I were Russia or, or any other country, I'd be really remiss in the future, even when times are good, to lend out paintings to go across border if the possibility exists that they could then be seized uh, due to a change in political winds. And I don't think that is great for the world or for world peace. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think that we can expect Putin to just like give like a bunch of paintings to the U.S. anytime soon. You know, like that's just not true story. Happen. True story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, disconcerting to say the least. Uh but in, in non-war news, well, sort of war-related, there was an artist representation announcement uh, <laughs> that, that went out yesterday. <laughs> sort of war news. Yeah. Jordan Wolfson, uh, frenemy of the pod for sure, uh, someone whose artwork I really support and think is fantastic and have, have acquired on behalf of clients in the past. Um, I'm pretty sure Jordan listens to this podcast. Just a heads up. I, I think so. he mentioned something. Really? Know, so. um, yeah, I think so. In any case, I, I can't see him being a big <laughs> podcast guy. Um, but his his artwork is is work that I think is is revolutionary and highly important. And I'm not just saying that because mm. you're listening, Jordan. Um, but he has announced that he's going to be co-represented now. He was always co represented in the past by Sadie Cole's gallery and David Warner, and mm. he's added the Gagosian gallery, gallery, mm-hmm. uh, making it a triumphite. Uh, crazy news. I'm not sure how this is going to work. Do you have any background on how this came about? I know it's something that Sarah Watson, who works out of the Gagosian LA space, has huh. been very intimately involved with and really working hard towards, but had you heard any rumors about this happening? Yeah, sort of. I mean, uh, Larry threw a big party at his house in the Upper East Side for Jordan, um, I think, two or three months ago. For Jordan and- or just with Jordan Invited? No, with for Jordan, he was it was it was a party for Jordan, you know. So like when I saw that, I was like, okay, Larry's not going to just randomly throw a party for an artist that he doesn't represent, you know. There's something in the works here. Um, so I kind of had a clue, and you know, when I saw Jordan in LA, I mentioned it to him. He was like, "Lol, like yeah, like Larry threw me a party. I love Larry," but he didn't say anything else. But I kind of so it wasn't a complete surprise, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, I um, just don't understand <laughs> how this works. Mm-hmm. 
really. You know, famously, Larry and David do not have a personal relationship at all. Yeah, right? they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, other than a nod even, or, or even if that. So I'm wondering how this core presentation, and there's not that many places in terms of geographic gallery spaces that Larry has that David doesn't also have. I mean, there are a couple, um, certainly, mm-hmm. but I'm just not sure what, what ground this opens up, and, and I'm surprised that David was willing to go along with it. I think that Jordan, his practice is so wildly ambitious in ways that that you know uh, monetarily and space wise and just like you know the um, ideas that he has are just enormous in scope and i think that he just needs the not just the biggest deal in the world but the two biggest he needs both of them like he needs their support he needs their sort of coddling he needs their their just like shoulder you know i think that that you know an artist with jordan's ambition he just needs larry and david yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, he does have an incredibly ambitious vision, and he's oftentimes been able to realize it. So presumably, this will allow the realization of even larger scale projects. And I'm, as an, right. as an art lover and a fan of his practice, I'm excited to see what that means. I'm just wondering what the practical level, like what those meetings are going to be like. They're going to be fun. I wish I could be there. <laughs> so do I. So do I. Yeah. Um, but they didn't announce any forthcoming shows, just a representation, right? Or did I? I didn't actually read the fucking press release. No, he's got a show in uh, in Austria at one of the, the Kunstverein museums there uh, this summer, I think. No idea what's going to be shown there. And then he's working on that crazy work that sold to the National Galleries of Australia, I believe. Yep. yep. Uh, that, was, that was announced uh, two years ago um, in that wild new yorker profile which i think i need to reread because that was spectacular oh, journalism. that's a good point i could reread that and maybe even rewatch the uh the documentary, the documentary it was okay also was, great. yeah yeah super super yeah. interesting anyway i'm not sure if it was great mm-hmm. but it was interesting yeah, yeah it was there's a lot of scenes of jordan at his farm just like with the, with the horses right he's such an interesting he's such an interesting <laughs> intellect um yeah i, I really am what excited to see what this what this brings out in him mm-hmm. um what else so you know we we briefly touched on one of my least favorite restaurants closing for nelly's uh for <laughs> ladies it was it was fucking rat infested the whole time those fuckers is uh, that a surprise to anyone not at all of course not of course that place was just crawling with fucking roaches and all you fucking mouth breathers just like sucked it up just love that shit god vindicated Vindication, motherfuckers. Let's all meet at Finelli's. We might we might have to have last week's guest on for a counterpoint to that emphatic, <laughs> emphatic takedown, Nate Freeman. Look, I mean, like, you can't argue with this insane health department write-up where they were just like, they scored, like, I think, like, 48 points, and anything above 20 points means you cannot open the restaurant. Like, it was disgusting. Like, this place was just crawling with fucking rodents. Yeah, I, I feel like that was one of those places you can tell. They always say, like, you know, what are the <laughs> depending on how the bathroom looks like, imagine what the with, with, which the public sees. Imagine what the kitchen looks like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wild shit. But you know, like, I think that now at least like the sort of Forlini's like farewell tour on Instagram can end. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't my scene, man. It wasn't my scene. <laughs> and the food doesn't need to be great, but like it needs it needs to be edible at least. <laughs> yeah. Let's aspire at exactly. least to the level of Luciana in our food. <laughs> right. Just like like it needs to be able to be put in your mouth. Yeah, I'm not know? looking for tweezers <laughs> and fucking, you know, sous vide, but come on. Um <laughs> what else has happened? It's I mean, it's busy. As you said, we have gala, gala season next week, and then the week after uh, that, we're gonna be on the fucking canals and uh for the opening of the Venice Biennale. I think we'll dig really deep into what that means next week. 
um, and maybe mm-hmm. even have a guest that has some on the ground experience there. But um, I, I, I'm getting keyed up. I'm getting stoked. I've changed my hotel three times. All the options that are available suck. Um, but yeah. I, I thought that Lindy Oblonsky in Freeze Magazine had a great little funny tongue-in-cheek uh, how to approach and, and how to tackle Venice uh, for the opening of the Biennale. I encourage everyone yeah, to, that was to, great. to read that. She, it was Linda at her best, I would say. Truly, truly high-level Linda, almost read. I have very little to add to what she put in her phrase thing, though. I did just check my uh, inbox, and I just did a search for a single word, palazzo. And I have hundreds of hits, so that's good. I I don't, Nate Freeman. I'm worried that my invite list is a little bit weak right now. I guarantee come two weeks from now, we'll be hitting up multiple plazos per night bro we got this we got this okay because you know i got a boat on standby but you know some of the bigger galleries have hit me up for their their dinners and events but a couple of the notable ones uh uh really are a little bit lacking i gotta say um the younger galleries there's a lot of younger artists that i've supported that are represented uh for the first time or or showing the first time events they're having great lunches that'll be the fun events but like i'm looking for some city fancy sit-down dinners in palazzos did any of the main galleries take over a palazzo like is hauser doing their like uh their usual thing where they have an entire palazzo to themselves i believe so i mean like there's no bigger fuck you than just just taking like you know a 500 year old palazzo and being like we own this shit now for this week and i'm sure hazard's doing it i know zwerner is um and uh you know the listening gallery has a pretty sick palazzo yeah i mean like we're just gonna be hanging out a lot of fucking palazzos it's gonna be sick yeah yeah um I'm really... Maybe some, some dinners on islands, maybe some some Bellinis. Like it's just gonna be fucking lux, man. And obviously boats. A lot of boats. Are there gonna be as many boats this year? Do you th- do you expect? I think that, that there will be no Russian owned boats, but you know, plenty of billionaires in other countries have boats too. Yeah, you know, of, of, of course, of course, of course. You know, I also uh, a really important piece of Venice news was in Italy magazine, whatever that is, italymagazine.com, uh, explaining why the Venice, the, the, the luxury Venice hotels are handing out uh, orange water guns uh, because, yeah. you know, one of the great scourges of Venice, uh, other than tourists and cruise ships, are the fucking seagulls. And they will literally mm-hmm. swoop down and take food off the table you're sitting at. Now, in the past, yeah. I remember kind of the fancier hotels and the terraces would give you these kind of sticks with ribbons on them. You can use to kind of thwack <laughs> at the birds to keep them away from you. Um, and we're talking about places where, like, you know, a Bellini's, you know, upwards of 22 euros. Um, and I guess they've they've evolved. Our ribbons have evolved. Um and uh, now they're handing out orange water guns, not so much to shoot the birds, although I guess that's a possibility. It's certainly one I'll be engaging in if presented with the possibility. But I guess these uh, the seagulls don't like the color orange, according to the, the single scientific source cited in this article anyway. It's going to be so fun to watch fucking like ritzy ass collectors like sitting on their fucking patios with these water guns just like assaulting birds <laughs> yeah well you know i as, as i was showing off to you on the zoom camera just before we started here i got this big huge looking super heavy pelican case because like a mm-hmm. true cocked motherfucker i have to schlep all this podcast gear with me to venice uh and this is an airtight watertight travel case gonna check it but it's like mm-hmm. basically hunter orange i'm just gonna carry this around and keep those birds the fuck away <laughs> yeah i'm wearing head and toe orange stay away birds i will fuck you up i've got two water guns and i'm wearing all orange 
Uh, I'm also I'm also really excited. You know, there's some there's some new gallery spaces opening in Venice, and I'm super excited mm-hmm. for uh, Barbati Gallery. Uh, Michelle Barbet- Barbati, who worked for many years uh, at the David Koransky Gallery in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. is opening a gallery space in Venice, and is opening shows with uh, Kelly Akashi, an artist that I think. Uh, is fantastic um so good and i think this is going to be super fun he's a young guy uh his mother is uh very involved with the massimo de carlo gallery ludovica mm-hmm. uh who's mm-hmm. fucking like a, a absolute legend, legend and one of the greatest people uh in the art world as far as i'm concerned so on the young front i think there's gonna be some cool stuff too in addition to you know housing mm-hmm. taking over palazzos so uh i'm sure we'll be reporting on that it's the Olympics of the art world. People. It is. It is. We'll, we'll, we'll get more. We'll get more in depth on like night by night, day by day, what we're looking forward mm-hmm. to, uh, both in the group chat, obviously, uh, and mm-hmm. on the pod next week. Um, you know, it's something exciting that I'm getting ready for Venice. I'm gonna right after this uh, uh, on my way up to Capomassa, I'm heading over to uh, uh, heading over to an atelier to check out the first ever Nota Bene swag that will be dropping in Venice. You heard it here first. We have. Swag and it is so sick. It is. I, I. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but I think it's probably the greatest hat ever made. Yeah, I don't want to get. I don't want to give it away. We'll definitely, obviously, be doing a reveal slowly over the next couple of weeks. But uh, it's going to be super limited quantities, mostly because like mm-hmm. I'm broke. It's tax season, and I didn't pay quarterly. Uh, so we're going to have a limited amount. Obviously, people that have been on the pod as guests, front of the line, they get theirs free, mm-hmm. gratis, no problem. Yeah, and think second, even before just you know spouses and friends get get lids. Uh, I think I'm gonna open it up to our our listeners. Like, if anyone drops a review on iTunes, it doesn't even need to be a good <laughs> review, but it better be fucking funny. Take a screenshot as you press send. Prove it to me somehow that it's you that that, that made it. Give me your address. First twenty people who do that, you're getting a fucking hat. You heard it. Leave a review, get a hat. It's so that if, easy. If you're not at a point in your career where you're going to be invited as a guest yet and or we just haven't gotten around to asking you, this is your way to jump to the front of the line. Because might, we might sell like 20 or 30 of these, but the prices is going to be like really, really ad- outrageous based on what I'm paying for them. <laughs> so go, go on to iTunes, drop a review and let me know and uh, maybe we'll hook you up. Sorry for the fucking uh, uh, drop in the third curtain there. But I mean, these hats are so sick. I I am very excited for you to pick them up today. That is legend status. I, I showed what them you... to someone who would know, just like a you know rich guy in the art game mm-hmm. here and there, uh, you know, jetting around. He does not fly commercial, and he was like, no. "Oh, dude, that's dope." <laughs> yeah, to be seen at Teterboro imminently. The Nota Bene hat. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, did we have anything else on uh, that we were going to talk about? Oh, uh, we you know after Venice, we go to fucking Venice. Then we go come back. Venice. There's some mm-hmm. art fairs uh, in New mm-hmm. York, independent, yep. blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, it's May auction season. Oof. First, are we full- ready? I'm not, I'm not at all ready. Um, I've been starting to see, you know, they've been they've been kind of leaking out. You know, they've been traveling some pictures. Saw some great mm-hmm. stuff that was just in L.A. Uh, Phillips is traveling their Basquiat around the world. Um, yep. And uh, but the big announcement, as far as I was concerned, um, is that in addition to the amazing Warhol Marilyn that's going to be going to be sold from the Amon collection by Christie's, the entire rest rest of the Amon collection is also going to Christie's, and there's some fucking bangers. There are some bangers. It's going to be an amazing, amazing sale at Christie's. I'm just like blown away. You know, I mean, this could be the biggest auction season in history. Probably will be almost definitely like, you know, money is just just exploding out of the earth like geysers. 
from your mouth to God's ear, man. Don't jinx it, though, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exciting it is. All right, what are you going to order at Capo? Uh, Capo, I'm thinking of uh, keeping it light, going with a salad, and maybe uh, the sushi set meal. Definitely get the sushi set meal. I highly recommend it. I'll probably drop in a spicy tuna hand roll just because I can't not. I got one last time. It was fantastic. I also got some uh, hamachi yellowtail, which was really good. I uh, I had a great lunch at Capo a few weeks ago. I can't really say with who, but it was awesome. Uh, nor nor can I say with who I'm having lunch yeah. with, but we all know why we go up to, to 980 Madison. Mm-hmm. We all go for one reason. All right. Well, enjoy Chicago. I can't wait to hear yeah, God's house indeed. I can't wait to hear about all the details of the Chicago art fair. I'll be waiting with bated breath, and uh, I'm gonna go grab this sample of this hat. Make sure it's up to snuff before we press go on it, baby. Hats and sushi. Let's go. All Fucking right. Fucking Thursday. All right. Have a good trip. I'll talk to you later, man. Notabene out. Out.